So let's continue our sermon series on the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom. So before we start today's sermon on the parable of the treasure, so why don't we stand for a moment and as we take the kingdom oath. Are we ready? So kingdom oath. Let's start with the number one. I don't belong to this earthly kingdom. I belong to a heavenly kingdom. Jesus came as a lamb of God, but I believe that he is going to come back as a lion of Judah. I foresee myself being a citizen of the millennial kingdom that Jesus is going to establish. I am willing to learn about God's heavenly kingdom. I will walk like a kingdom citizen. I will faithfully observe and obey the kingdom laws. I will faithfully fulfill my duties as a kingdom citizen. I affirm that I will be loyal to my king, Lord Jesus Christ. I declare kingdom mindset, attitude, desire all over me and over my family. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So, so far in this series, on the mysteries of the kingdom we talked about kingdom of god and we talked about kingdom of heaven we said what about seven pillars of the kingdom then we talked about the keys of the kingdom the king of the kingdom and the citizenship of the kingdom and then we started with the parable the parable of the sower and the parable of the tear and the we or the weeds and then last week before we talked about parable of the mustard seed and last week we talked about the parable of the leaven or east and today we are on the 12th sermon of this series so we are going to see another kingdom parable this morning called the parable of the treasure. Can you say that with me? The parable of the treasure. So we are going to read from Matthew chapter 13 verse 44. Matthew 13 44. I want all of you to read together. Matthew chapter 13. This is a one scripture, one verse parable. So we are going to read that again. I read that now this morning. Matthew chapter 13 verse 44. Again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that land buys that field i don't do it again again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field so we are trying to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom as the treasure was hiding in the field. There are mysteries that are hidden in the word of God. That's what Jesus said looking at the disciples. The mysteries are made known to you. But for them I am speaking the parable. I am saying that in parable. So this is another parable that Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God. And this is what we are trying to, we, need, we are trying to understand this parable, what the parable says. So this is what the parable says and this is what we know as we read the parable. We know kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Can you say treasure? treasure. So treasure is valuable. Treasure is much worth. And treasure is also very rare to find. Do you find treasure every time when you get out of the bus and walk to your apartment? Do you find treasure all the way? No. Treasure is very rare. Have you found any treasure, by the way? Nobody played treasure hand? Oh, your wife found treasure? 
Oh, okay, I understood. Okay, let's stop there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? So, looter is a treasure. That's what he's trying to say. That's simple as that. Right? That's good. At least those, it's a, it's a, it's a self-testimony. That's, that's something great. Right? We don't hear it from the wife yet. Yes, she smiles. Okay, that means yes. Okay. Right, so kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. So treasure is valuable and we don't find treasure all the time. And Bible talks about treasure so much. Couple of treasures, you remember from the word of God what Bible talks refers to treasure? God's word itself is a treasure. Good, then he talks about wisdom. The fear of God is a treasure. And there are so many other things. You know, a lot of blessings are treasures. The wealth and wisdom and talents, God-given abilities and talents, they are treasures. So kingdom of God, the scripture says, as simple as that, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Just that's it, simple. So it is hidden in a field. It's not just fine, lying just outside on the ground where we can go and pick it up. It's hidden in the vastness of the crowd. The kingdom of heaven is hidden Luke chapter 17, I won't read a scripture here. Luke chapter 17 verses 20 and 21. Here disciples, in fact the Pharisees, I believe, they asked Jesus Christ when the kingdom of God is going to come. It's a good question. They want to know when the kingdom of God is going to come. And Jesus answered them, listen to me, this is what Jesus said. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. That means you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then what he said, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. So where is the kingdom of God? It's inside of us. It is within us. That's where the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is not in Africa, not in Antarctica, not in somewhere else. But kingdom of God is within us. That's what Jesus told the Pharisees. And here a man, he found the treasure, he found the kingdom of God. And Bible says, out of joy. When he found that and for joy over it. And some of the other translations say, in great excitement, the moment he found the kingdom of God, the treasure, he was very happy, very joyful. And you know what, he was really you know, in great excitement. And you know what? He decided to buy the land. He decided to buy the land. So the treasure is kingdom of God. And when he saw the treasure and he found the treasure, he was really joyful and he decided to buy the land. You know, he did not want to steal the treasure. He wanted to buy the whole land. So that the treasure becomes his own and what he did out of his excitement Bible says he sold all his properties he sold all his properties because the land is very valuable because why because treasure is hidden are you with me the treasure is hidden there so he sold everything because he did, he did not want to steal the treasure he wanted to buy the treasure so he sold everything and he bought that land and what is the treasure, by the way? The treasure is? Kingdom 
of God or kingdom of heaven. Right? We are using the both the verses in this parable synonymously. Right? It's the same meaning. Right? And we know the differences too. Now, with this understanding, we are going to go further this morning. So what I'm going to do is, we know the parable now, now I'm going to paraphrase the parable. So, you know, when we paraphrase, that's what I understand. That's what we understood from this parable. That's what we are going to say. So now look at the screen. Now we have, this is how we are going to, this is a parable and this is how we are going to paraphrase. Kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden inside of us. Because where is the kingdom of God? inside of us so that's what jesus said so kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden inside of us and joyfully we sacrifice everything within and around us to inherit the kingdom eternally can you read that again kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden inside of us joyfully we sacrifice everything within and around us to inherit the kingdom eternally eternally you know even though the kingdom of heaven is inside of us we still need to seek we still need to buy we still need to sacrificially buy the kingdom of heaven otherwise it's not going to do anything you know people get saved the moment we get saved the kingdom of heaven comes inside of us because jesus starts living inside of us and where the king is that's where the kingdom is and jesus is inside of us but now now it starts we sell everything we sacrificially buy buy we sacrificially spend more time to grow the kingdom of god within our lives you know otherwise we just sit dormant we will not be able to do anything but now we need to sacrificially we sacrifice everything within and around us to inherit the kingdom eternally you know people those who are get, getting saved and if they are not very careful they can lose their salvation they can fall into the same sin or even more, more deeper. So we need to be careful to inherit the kingdom, not just on this earth, but even eternally. You know, that's important. That's very important. Now, the whole thing is now narrowing down from that parable to what we paraphrase. And now the whole thing is going to narrow down to two key aspects of the mystery. The joy of founding the, finding the treasure and the willingness to sacrifice. Can you say that with me? The joy of finding the treasure and the willingness to sacrifice. I want to talk you know, on these two, both of these two aspects this morning. Number one, the joy of finding the treasure. The joy of finding the treasure. You know, scripture says, moment he found the treasure, there was a great joy in him. And we know that kingdom of heaven is nothing but Jesus coming and residing inside of us. When Jesus comes into our lives, there is a great joy. I want you to remember the day when you got saved. The day when you received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you go around, went around and you told everybody that I'm a child of God now. And you got up in the middle of the service and you testified saying that I'm a child of God. I turned from my wicked ways. I want to follow Jesus no matter what it takes. The joy of receiving, the joy of finding the treasure. And when I think about all this, you know, I don't have a better scripture other than going to 1 Peter's right away. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 9. First Peter chapter 1, 
3 to 9. Shall we read that together word by word? Every word is important. This scripture talks about the joy of finding the treasure. Let's start. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you let's continue reading who are kept by the power of god through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time it all talks about us as we have been waiting for that inheritance to come that heavenly realm to where we can go and occupy that verse 6 now talks about in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of jesus christ whom having no not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing you rejoice sorry rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory and receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your soul so peter is saying you have an inheritance within you that is christ jesus himself and you are going to inherit that eternal heaven and and he says in this you greatly rejoice you know having jesus christ within us having his kingdom inside of us as a treasure peter is saying rejoice in that and what kind of joy it should be that joy should be inexpressible joy so we need to have the joy of finding the treasure and he says your joy there is a reason for your joy your joy is because jesus rose from the dead jesus is the living hope for us today you know jesus is alive so we know that we will not die we will be living for eternally forever and he has prepared an inheritance for us in the heaven and what kind of inheritance it is incorruptible undefiled and it's not going to fade away that means it's going to be there eternally the blessing the hope that we have one day we will go to heaven and we will sit at the presence of the living god and we will worship with him worship him forever and ever that blessed hope is incorruptible undefiled and it's not fading away and he also says now your faith is getting tested when we are living on the earth our faith is getting tested the same way gold or any metal will, will know would have been tested for its purity our faith gets tested however when our faith gets tested it's going to make us more pure when we go through the trial when we go through that sickness when we go through the struggle you know last last week we lost one of the important persons you know some of you know but he's from tamil nadu by name sam jabatray you know he's the author of a book uh, daily bread book book daily bread in, in our younger, younger days childhood days you know we used to read his book he used to attend his uh, meetings you know he's just a man of god just an anointed servant of god and we lost him at 71 i guess last week 
and you know what he's just filled with the glory of god the presence of god when he leads worship you know people just gets filled with the anointing of the holy spirit right there and the demons will leave you know such a mighty man of god but the amount of pain that he went through in his life it's terrible he was diabetic and then another man of god he testifies in his funeral and he says that one day he spoke to him saying that such a pain should not come even for my enemies if i have an enemy even my enemy should not have that pain in his body because he was saying that you know because of his diabetic his ulcers he developed he was in the hospital they were just chiseling out of some of his body portion not even with an anesthesia he just went through that severe pain in his body such a man of god now here peter says even though it is a little while if need be you have been tested with various trials you know children of god are going through pain we don't know it most of the time when we see them on the stage you know they go through struggle we need to pray for them we don't have anything else other than praying for them you know they go through a lot of pain lot of struggle in their lives and now here peter is saying you know when, when you know there are people persecuted all around the globe we know that for their faith in god and at times you know it comes to our own life it comes to our own families it challenges us to follow god more faithfully but through it all we'll be made more pure purer and purer and now here peter says though now you don't see him yet believing in him you rejoice with joy inexpressible that means indescribable overwhelming joy unspeakable joy so now we see here the man when he found the treasure out of joy he went and sold everything and he bought that land you know this morning the question that i came in my mind we ask believers do we have the joy in our lives we talked about somebody else but now do we have the joy of finding christ in our lives you know this is something that we cannot make it or we can we cannot fake it but we need to get this joy listen to me i'm talking about something that we need as christians as believers the joy of salvation the joy of you know being filled with the holy ghost we as believers we need the joy and this man he found the treasure and he out of joy out of joy he decided to buy it buy the land romans chapter 14 verse 17 says romans 14 17 for the kingdom of god is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit as i said we cannot make this joy we cannot fake this joy that we need to get this joy and how the joy comes by salvation the joy of our salvation and next we get that from the holy spirit the joy and peace that comes from the holy spirit so we need to have the joy in our lives we need to have the joy in our lives you know listen to me this morning this is very important and that joy need to be seen in our faces how do you know that you know somebody knows that if you are really, really happy or not from our face from our smile right i'm learning to smile so all of us need to learn to smile sometimes we are like, like nobody will look at us nobody will come near to us if you are just like that right okay you're okay right 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 so now now Can you see your smile? 
Good? All right. Right, good. So, so, so Peter says, you need to be joyful. Here Paul says, joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. And we need to somehow put that joy in. You know, sometimes we say that, oh, I go through the terrible joy in my life, you know, inside of me. But how do we know, how people know that you are a happy person? When others see us, when they see the joy in our lives, they'll come to us. They'll come to us. They'll come to us. Because people know that, you know, they tried various things. They keep trying, keep trying. And nothing is able to give the joy that they need. And there is a great desire in their hearts that they need the joy. So when we put the joy in our face, it takes a little while, you know, to bring the joy from our heart and throw it in our, on our face. So when we do that, people will find us and they'll come to us. They want to just get attached with somebody who is happy. You know, who wants to be there? Somebody who is always moody and dull. Because if you just end up in sitting with her or with him, you will also become dull. Right? So people are seeking for somebody who is joy. That's why I found joy. Right? So we need to have the joy in our faces. We need to have that expression of joy. And we have a secret. We have a reason why we are joyful. And that's nothing but the mystery that we are learning now. Because the kingdom of God is inside of me. And this is what? The joy of finding that treasure. This is the joy of finding that treasure. And this morning shall we check our hearts to see, do we have that joy inside of us? And if we do not have the joy inside of us for some reason, how do you know that we have a joy or not when things are not going well? You are not happy with your job. You are not happy with your spouse. And that's why you need to come for the marriage relationship workshop. And you are not happy with your health. Nothing is going well. That's when you can express the joy. That's the time we are able to express it. And if we do not have the joy inside of us, only one thing we can do. Come to the altar. Kneel down. And ask God with tears. To save me again. To save me again. You know, this morning I'm here to tell you, if you don't have the joy, you don't have that salvation yet. If you don't have the joy inside of you, you are not saved. Forget about anointing of the Holy Spirit. You are not saved at all if you don't have the joy. The moment he found the treasure, he went out of joy. He sold everything and he bought that land. You know, at times we get carried away by the problems in this life. At times we, you know, we need to be careful. Do not allow yourself to get carried away by the things of this world. Because you will lose the joy. Those things will come and sit on you as a heavy burden and suppress the joy. And if you allow, the joy will get suppressed. God cannot do miracle if we don't cooperate. We should not allow our joy to fade away any moment. Especially when we go through a terrible time in our lives. We need to always think. We need to always think. This world is temporary. My pain is temporary. My sorrow is temporary. And we need to be joyful of the things which are yet to come. As Peter said. We need to be joyful on the things which are yet to come. Secondly. The second thing that God wants us to do. First of all. The joy of finding the treasure. And secondly the willingness to sacrifice 
to get hold of the treasure. And the man he found out of joy, he went and he sold all that he had to buy the land where the treasure is hidden. So kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that is hidden in the field. And when we want to buy the kingdom of heaven, you know, remember Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is already inside of us. So even though kingdom of heaven is inside of us, even though we know that it is a treasure, there are other reasons or other areas of our lives, they are considered as more valuable than the treasure at times. Practically, that's true. At times we consider there are other areas of our life as more valuable. And those values that we consider, they won't allow us to pursue the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. You know, you come to church and Sunday morning and everything is good and we, we feel that we are saved. And when we go from this place, there are other things coming. My, our job, right? There may be other, our relationship, there may be other things may be coming. And when we consider them as more valuable, we lose the value of the kingdom of heaven that is inside of us. And that gets suppressed. That gets suppressed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. When you come on Saturday, there is nothing inside. Just lost everything. Everything is gone. Again, you need to go to church on Sunday morning and clap our hands and somebody has to stand there and tell you, come on, let's praise him, let's worship him. We can't do that. Can't afford to do that. That has to be there. That must be the way. For that reason, what he did, he knows. Not that he did not have enough money in the bank. He would have taken the money and bought the land. But he did not do it. He went and sold everything that he considered as valuable. To buy. To buy. You know, it's worth investing in the kingdom of God. It's worth spending. It's worth sacrificing. It's worth selling everything for the sake of going to heaven. For the sake of going to heaven. You know, if the life on this earth is just this much. But the life, the eternal life is so plenty, so vast and so wide. Why it's not worth enough to invest something here, to throw away something which we consider still as values. I'm not talking about the moral values. I'm talking about in the worth, the amount, the money part of it. And he went and sold everything and he bought the land. The kingdom of heaven is so valuable. That losing everything, can you read that in the screen? The kingdom of heaven is so valuable, read this. That losing everything on earth, including our lives and getting the kingdom is a happy trade-off. Losing everything on this earth, losing our own life, will not, it's worth, it's a happy trade-off, it's worth for the sake of buying that land. For the sake of buying that land. We need to sell those we consider as valuable to buy. Kingdom of heaven. What about relationships? You know some of us consider our parents just above everything. Listen to me very carefully. At times we give more importance than that is needed to be given for our parents. Parents are important. God has brought them and through them God brought us into this land. We need to honor them. We need to take care of them. We need to do everything what is need to be done for them. But they can never come above God. God must be our priority. Children, they are so precious. 
but they never can take priority over the kingdom of heaven. Right? We pray for child, pray for child, month after month, year after month, year, God gives a baby. That's it. It's one, one year. What kind of vacation it is? Parental vacation, something, right? Paternity for one year. Now it's one and a half years for church too. See you, bye-bye. After one and a half years, because I am on paternity. I'm just thinking about, I want you to think about our values. What do we consider the most valuable? He found everything. And he, the moment he found that valuable treasure, he went and sold everything. We need to prioritize our relationships, our qualifications, our egos, our status. At times, you know, we give more value. It's who? It's me. It's me. It's I. You know, sometimes I just stand next to you and listen to your conversation because my ears are very wide. And I can see, count, one, two, within five, ten seconds, how many eyes you use, how many me's and my you use. The egos need to be sold. Need to be sold. It is worth it. It's a good trade-off still, still. And Paul is reflecting this when Jesus, you know what Jesus is exactly saying. Let's read from Philippians chapter 3. We know the scripture, verses 7 and 8. Read this together. It's a very interesting scripture. But what things were gained to me includes all his education, all his values, you know, all his systems and all his egos and pride and his ability and his, you know, his, his, his everything, his, his courage and, you know, zeal and everything. All, but what things were given, gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Worthy trade-off, happy trade-off. Next verse. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ that's what Jesus is saying this man went and he sold everything he looked at all his in, 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 in his you know in his chest of drawers he looked at all the valuables that he has and he decided nothing is worth compared to the love that I have on my Lord. Our abilities and our talents must be used, must be spent for the glory of God. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Each one of you has received a gift, all of us are having gifts, having a talent, having something that we can do for the Lord. And Paul is saying, Peter is saying, uh, sorry, Jesus is saying, he went and sold everything. Are we willing to spend our talents for the glory of God? None of us can tell that I don't have any gift. And we need to carefully use the gifts to minister to one another. That's what the Bible says. God wants us to use all of our gifts that God has given us. Some of the gifts God has given us good hospitality gift. We are good in receiving people. We are good in treating people. Why don't we just stand here on Sunday morning with a smile. Receive people inside when they come. Gift of hospitality. You know, gift of, gift of grace. 
benevolent. When people are going through sick time, wouldn't we just go there and pray with them and just be with them? You know, there are people in this congregation, I know, when you start praying, you know, you, teardrops will fall from your eyes. God has blessed you with that gift, but you are not doing anything. God wants you to use that gift in, for the benefit of others. What about gift of writing? Gift of singing? Gift of praying? Some of us are blessed with the gift of prayer, but you don't come on Tuesday evening prayer. Someone comes here and he looks at here and there because he doesn't know what is prayer. We have those peoples in prayer time. You are blessed with the gift of prayer, but you don't see, you don't intercede, you don't come and pray with others. You know, this morning God is not happy about what is going on. God wants us, our gifts to be used for him, our gifts to be spent, it is worth, it's worth doing it. Gift of teaching. Gift of administering. You are blessed with the gift of administration. Pastor, why don't we do this? Now, I thank God for some of you. Just uh, some of you. I don't want to name anybody here. But you know, you are, you are on your role. You are just helping for things to get through. Things to move forward. Why don't you just do that? Because God has given you that gift. Given you the talent of doing that. You know, it's all gift. Not only nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Anything is a gift that you can do for God. And God is saying, the man, moment he found that treasure, he sold everything, he kept everything aside, and he decided, I'm going to sell everything, I'm going to use all my gifts and talents for the glory of God, and I'm going to say, sell what I consider as valuable for the sake of reaching the heavens. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to us. I just want to close summarizing this. Kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Hidden inside of us, inside of all of us. And joyfully, we sacrifice everything within and around us to inherit the kingdom eternally. You know, that's what God expects in our lives. There are two key aspects. We talked about the mystery of the kingdom of God, the joy of finding the treasure. God wants us to have the joy. And this morning, if you do not have the joy, don't leave from this place without receiving the joy in your heart. And the willingness to sacrifice. We need to have that joy, that inexpressible joy from within our lives. So that it will attract others into the kingdom of God. And we must be willing to sacrifice. We must be willing to our gifts to be used for the glory of God. All our talents and the gifts we put together in the presence of God. And use it for the glory of God. So that more people will find Christ. And eventually we will go. We will we would have earned that treasure. We would have bought that land. And when we close our eyes on this earth, the land is ready for all of us to go and inherit. It's such a blessing and God wants us to walk with the joy in our lives. Shall we all stand for a moment this morning before we close?